Now, for many migrants arriving in Australia, especially in the post-war World War II era of mass migration from continental Europe, there was pressure to fit in with the Australian way. One way this was particularly felt was in names. Long and, for Anglo-Australians, difficult to pronounce Greek and Italian names made some migrants feel uncomfortably different and conspicuous. So many anglicised their names by shortening them or rearranging them or changing them altogether. Personal experience led journalist and author Dr Phil Kafkaloudis to find out more about why Greek migrants changed their names and why so few have reverted to their original names. Now, Phil had a long career with the ABC, but he's been a busy man lately. He's the author of Australia Calling, 80 Years of International Broadcasting. It's a history of Radio Australia. It's just released and I hope we have time to find out about it. Welcome, Phil. Oh, g'day, Geraldine. How are you? Good, good. Look, tell us about the survey you sent out to Greek communities. Who responded to you? What stories did you find? Oh, look, there were so many that I got. I mean, it comes from my childhood when, you know, there were um, so many people that I knew as Mr Vass or or Mr Savas or whatever, and I went, "Is that was that your Greek name? No, no, we changed it. So... I sent out this survey. I was just, I just finished the book, Australia Calling, and I, I thought, I've got to do something now. You know, I was at that kind of loose end after you've given birth, you know. And <laughs> so I thought, this is an interesting idea to actually look at this. It, come, it jumped into my head every so often. So I sent out a survey asking a number of questions, including um, who in your family changed their name? Was it your father, grandfather? Was it you? Um, why did they do it? And and the really great question that I asked at the end was almost an afterthought in this survey was, would you consider reverting back? And so what I got was a whole lot of stuff that came from across the country. Um, many people in Darwin and in Perth especially were sent in, um, sent in answers. And a lot of them talked about their grandparents doing this because this was the white Australia policy time. Mm-hmm. And when they arrived in the 20s or the 30s, they felt that they needed to fit in. There were actually three reasons why people changed their names, you know, the, the whole idea of it. One of it was um, convenience, simple convenience, that they didn't want to have to go spelling Kafkaludis to everybody all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and tell me about it. Um, the second one was um, acceptance. They felt that they would be, they'd find it easier to get a job if they weren't perceived as being really Greek. And the third one was simply racism. Um, and there was a period, especially in the 30s, where there was a lot of racism. So people feared retribution. They feared people would hold it against them in a big way. So they're the reasons why uh, the people changed their names. And they're and, the three things that went through everything. And was there a sense of loss at having to do this? No. That was the most amazing thing about it. Nobody, not one respondent said, I feel it was a really, or my father, my grandfather, my grandmother um, felt that this was a terrible thing. There was an overwhelming feeling of, I've come to Australia, um, this is what I need to do, no loss about it. I'm sure there were, there had to be, but among the respondents that I received, there wasn't a single response of someone saying, I regretted it. That's really surprising, isn't it? It Yeah, isn't it? I I was really surprised, yeah. See, when did your family name 
become CAF, K-A-F-F, and could you, like the name CAF Galudis, what clues does it give you about your family's origins? Yeah, it's an interesting one, CAF Galudis, because my father, my dad, when he died nearly 30 years ago, he always maintained that the name was given to him by um, his workers because they, they came to Darwin just after this First World War and they began a building business. In fact, some poor sods live in Kafkaludi's Crescent um, <laughs> in Darwin. I, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but they, they came to Darwin and the idea that my father told me was that the name was a completely different one and Amolus was the name, he said. And because my grandfather used to brag about how fabulous his buildings were, he built the Don Hotel in Darwin, um, which stayed up after the bombing, the during the bombings in um, World War II, that they called him a Kafkaludis, which in a certain Greek dialect means big head, up yourself, bragger, oh, you know. Right. Um, and I went, what a great story. Awful that I've got this name, but, but nevertheless, it's a good story. Um, but my research into the family just this year has shown that wasn't true. Um, he was His father was born Kafkaludis on the island of Castellorizu and he was born to two people called Kafkaludis. So it's really interesting how oral histories can be so completely wrong. And, and um, what were the circumstances that led you to changing your name back to Kafkaludis then? Yeah, I know. Well, the family, his, his, my grandfather's sons all changed their name to Kaf except for the eldest who kept the Kafkaludis building company. Um, my brothers still have Kaf, but it was in the 1980s when I met my partner and she said, Kafkaludis is such a beautiful name. Why do you use Kaf? And I was using it professionally in commercial radio. Um, and I came, it was funny, when I joined the ABC in 1988, I, got, I went through an interview process and they said, we'd like to tell you you've um, got the job in the newsroom. I went, fantastic. And they said, one thing, though, you need to go back to the Greek name. Did they say that, did they? they? Well, what they really said was, yes, because we don't have enough wogs in the place. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, the guy said it. He said it with a laugh, and at the time, I laughed too. I thought, "That's that's okay. That's funny. I'll go back to the the Greek name." Of course, now it would be a sackable offence to say something like that. But <laughs> but at the time, yeah, okay, went along with it. Look, it's interesting. Uh, this really, we're getting a few texts coming in too. Migrants didn't just change their family names; they also adopted Anglo first names. Like Stavros became Steve, Joanna yes. became Joanna. And Philippos became Phil. Have yeah. uh, have the first names disappeared as well? Yeah, they had. I mean, that's that's outside the remit of my survey. But what was interesting when I've talked about this research, people come up and they talk about the names a lot. Um, and when people were changing their names, often they changed their names on arrival in Australia by leaving out the surname. That was one method. Leave out the survey, so you became Ionis or John Savas and Savas might have been their middle name. So the family name was left off altogether. But there is, there is a technique that was um, surveyed in the 1950s in America which said how people change their names, often leaving a few letters off the end, off the middle um, or off the beginning or a combination of all of those things. So Vassilopoli could be, become Vass, you know, so there were plenty of that. Or Savas became Sava. And for some reason, they thought that made it sound more English. I don't really think so, but that's what they believed. 
Actually, you know? one of our texters has written in saying she notices a trend back to people using those names again. Uh, and, and there is some talk about people baptising children with the full Greek names. I mean, we're just talking about Greeks. There's probably others we can talk about in a moment. But have you noticed that? Um, no. Interesting that um, in, in the survey responses I've got, a lot of people in that last question about returning to the Greek name, a lot of people said, I would love to. Um, and I'm thinking about it. Uh, so it wasn't overwhelming. But some of them said, I'd like to, but it's too hard. In the post 9-11 era, you have to change everything. Oh, um, dear, oh, dear. Now, look, I'm so just watching the clock. You understand the clock, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I no, want to no. talk to you about Australia calling 80 years of international broadcasting, but I won't. I'll have to leave that maybe till next year. Thank you very much indeed, Phil, for joining okay. us. Okay. Thanks, Geraldine. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.